just encourage you uh, that God, he, uh, he is a father in heaven, and he cares about uh, each and every one of us. Father's love is something that shouldn't be underestimated uh, in any way. And, uh, you know, God, I want to tell you something uh, tonight. God has made himself a father uh, for a reason. And you will be blessed tonight for honoring him. There's no question there. Uh, the Bible says in Exodus 20, verse 12, Honor your father and your mother so that you may live long in the land the Lord your God is giving you. It's a profound statement. And uh, it, goes on, it goes on throughout the Bible. The wisest man in the Bible, Solomon, said in Proverbs 23, 22, Listen to your father who gave you life and do not despise your mother when she is old. You know, God, he has a way of, of making us understand things in light of his headship, of him being the father of all fathers, the father of all men, the father of all mankind. And tonight I want to preach a message that I hope helps us. And when you hear the verse I'm going to use, it's Proverbs chapter 30. If you have your Bibles, you can go there. When you hear it, it's very easy to look negatively at this verse as I read it. But I'm not looking at it negatively. I, I want to preach this message as a warning to men, of course. But I also want to preach it as an illumination and a revelation to men. Because the Bible... And the reason that I read the verses that I read earlier was because I wanted you to understand that if you will honor your Father in heaven, you will never fall prey to the curses of this generation. I believe that with all my heart and soul. I've seen it in my life. But I've also seen men that have gone astray because of the influence of this generation. I was one of those men. I want to help us tonight, help our children, help our families as we preach the word of God. Proverbs 30, verse 11. It says there, there is a generation that curses its father and does not bless its mother. Let's pray tonight. Lord, Father God, I ask you with all your grace and your mercy and the power of the Holy Spirit to pour out blessing upon this place. I ask you, Lord, to edify us, Father God, and bring the conviction of sin into this home so that you, Father God, can be glorified by repentant hearts that receive salvation through our Lord and Savior, Christ Jesus. I give you all the praise and the glory in this place. Amen. Genuine fatherhood. It's virtually a vanishing role. You know, when I preach some of these messages, sometimes it's easy to pick out people groups or pick out certain uh, aspects of our culture uh, and look down upon them. That is not my goal. 
But I do want to talk about some things that I think are so very, very harmful to us all. And that is, you know, there is this increasing social acceptance of things that are not genuine. Fatherhood is something that God was very intentional about. He called himself our Father in heaven. When Jesus was asked, how do you pray? He said, pray this way, our Father. When Paul began to describe the remarkable nature of being a Christian, a true born-again believer, he said, you will be able to cry out, Abba, Father, because he has adopted you and has taken you in. And he loves you like a father loves a son. Genuine fatherhood. See, the pre reason I bring all that up is because this social obs uh, uh, obsession with uh, accepting everything is destroying things like fatherhood. And that's what I thought of when I read this verse. It wasn't, I wasn't reading this verse thinking of bad kids. You know, I, I, I used to read this and think, oh, this is about me when I was a jerk to my dad. But no, I, I see it differently now. As I've become a father myself and I, I've begun to pastor, I've seen a difference now. You know, things like children being born outside of marriage, it's just socially accepted now. In most cases, there is no real lasting commitment to relationship or fatherhood or fathering. I talked to a brother, a brother who shouldn't be telling me this. To be quite honest, because he didn't grow up in a ghetto. He didn't grow up in some horrible neighborhood or horrible community. This brother told me, all of my son's friends are divorced. All of them. He wasn't talking about, you know, some bad neighborhood. You know, the father who isn't there because of business or work. So he can give more things to the family. Often staying away a little extra because it's just easier that way. Pursuing his own interests, his own recreation. I had a father like that. You know? Father's role, trust me, is, is primary, it's crucial. And it not only deals with children, but also with wives. As a family unit as a whole, you can't be absent from your wife either. You know, I, I see men who call themselves leaders, but they can't even lead a family. You know, in our churches, if you're saved and you get divorced, you, you're no longer eligible to be a pastor. Not because we're judging men, but because you can't tell somebody else, 
how to lead or lead a group of people without being a hypocrite when you didn't even lead your own family. But yet in the church world today, it's perfectly acceptable. Guys get divorced amid scandal, but they're a talented music worship guy, so they get another job at another church. Or they're related to Billy Graham, so someone else gives them another opportunity. Right? Think about this. You know, God made a divine design. He cares about men. He cares about husbands. He's put the weight of leadership upon them, that role upon them. But the truth is that absence brings disorder. It causes confusion of roles. It forces wives and mothers to assume what they shouldn't have to assume. Problem that we see when things are absent or refused. It's great. Truth is, there are even scientific studies that support this. Generally, young children who have absent fathers, they lack self-esteem. They rank lower on any kind of measure where it measures their self-dignity. It breeds a general disrespect or even contempt, especially with young men when it comes to their future wives and children. There's also a lack of sense of security that occurs. Stability in the home. There's a great greater sense of general unhappiness when they do get married. You know? The worst part, I think, though, is that the wife and children have to look elsewhere. And you have to question where do they look? Because their identity, their reference points are missing. And it becomes a struggle. Because they have no authority figure in their life. You know, the aspect of a father's role is important. It's an authority figure. Children are supposed to have an authority figure. You'll see this soon. As my kids spend more and more time in our services and I begin to yell at them from the pulpit. I mean, I'm, I'm going to get some counseling from other pastors, if that's okay. To be perfectly honest with you, you know, I know that my kids act differently around you than they do around me. I know that my kids act differently around my wife than they do around me, because I'm their father. And men, you know, you are supposed to provide that role. That is why... Your righteousness and your, your uh, relationship with your Father in heaven is so important. You know, the most important thing a man can do is have a right relationship with God because it shows your children how to act towards their Father. 
And in turn, it shows the love of God for his children, for his family, which is the church. It's important that you don't neglect that, that you're not absent from that. You know, men that, you know, they 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 don't understand that, you know, it's it's important that you are providing the right role. Children often have little respect and regard for other authority figures. I wonder why. You know? The only authority figures they probably respect are ones that have force, like a police officer. But even then, that begins to fade away. You know, there's so many examples in the Bible of the failures, despite personal success, that I could just go on and on. But I'll just mention a few. You know, the sons of Eli. They were the sons of the devil, is what they were referred to. When Eli was old, he heard what his sons did. He said to them, why did you do these things? It's not good what I hear. And God says, you've honored your sons above me. Truth is that he wouldn't discipline his sons. David, a great man of God. Yet, he's not really a model for the home life, is he? We look at David and we say, oh, David and Goliath. Look at all the great things that David did. But as a father, he had some lacking, didn't he? He loved God personally. And there's a great redeeming factor in David. Yet, in 1 Kings, it says that Adonijah exalted himself. I will be king. And it says his father had not displeased him at any time. That's a fancy way of saying whatever his son wanted, his son got. Think about that. I don't know about you, but my father in heaven has disciplined me several times when I've done wrong. But David wouldn't do that. Eli wouldn't do that. You know, it's not just about being absent in the home. It's about being absent in the model in which you're presenting God. God stands for righteousness, and you're supposed to be a role model, man. Despite many of the claims that you'll hear on social media and otherwise, the research is very, very clear. There's a major difference in children who have a good father and ones who don't. A major difference. It manifests itself in later years, mostly. The ability to adjust and adapt to particular roles. Women who have a strong father figure 
a role model is young girls, they're more secure. They're more able to adjust and more readily to adjust in a marriage relationship. Even their ability to be loyal mates is affected. Conversely, when the role is absent, they tend towards greater independence. They tend to want to be more dominant. They tend to have greater promiscuity. That means they cheat on their husbands. Men, men who lack role models as boys generally are undisciplined. They chart low when it comes to being able to handle and hold responsibility. And they're less likely by a dramatic amount to maintain a cohesive family unit. That means they don't stay together. They get divorced at a greater rate. Truth is that fathers provide an example that's essential. And though there's less time in general available to us as men to nurture our family, you have to work longer in this country than most countries. And you have to work longer now than you ever did. It's a fact. It doesn't change the truth that you have a far greater influence and an impact than you realize. And if you're absent, you're causing barriers and hindrances. One of the things that men must understand is that males have a nature. And uh, it's important that men's emotional needs are met in family context. You know, men who don't have the right families, they don't have the right emotional makeup. For instance, men who don't have a father figure, they tend towards greater selfishness, insensitivity towards their wives and for, towards their family, not understanding of needs. They don't see the significance of their wife. Seems kind of obvious, but it's something that needs to be said. The truth is that the reason I bring all of this up is because I want to contrast it with who God is. I told you earlier that there is a generation that curses its father and does not bless its mother. And I want to tell you something tonight. I don't have a complicated message. It's a very simple one. God does not want you to fall prey to this generation. That's the warning here. You know, tonight, the truth is that men have only one choice. Fathers have only one choice. And that is to begin honoring their family. One of the things that I've enjoyed in the last few weeks 
because I've been dealing, talking with some men and I've been able to meet or hear about their fathers. And uh, it was very, very illuminating to me. I met one man's stepdad. And when I met him, I instantly saw all the good characteristics that were in this man. I saw them, and I saw the birth of them. It was like a light bulb went off inside of me. And I was impressed. Another awesome thing that happened was I had a conversation with somebody about their father. They hadn't talked to their father in a long time. And then after the conversation, they spoke to their father. And I could see the light. I could see the, the impact it had, the power it had. I was like, wow. That's amazing. It inspired me. You know, men, it's important that you realize that God is that Father for you. That tonight, you can get a hold of God in such a way that He can change who you are. Just like I'm talking about. This person, all he did was have a conversation with his dad. But he hadn't talked to him in so long. But that didn't matter. You know, he got on the phone with them and they, they spoke to each other. They didn't even see each other face to face. And it had an impact on him. You know, think about that for a second. Think about how many services you could simply come here and you could be like, I don't care how good pastor is. I'm going to talk to my father in heaven. You know, I don't care who shows up. I'm just going to come because my father's here. Because the Bible says that the kingdom of God, that's your dad's house. Anything about how nice the 
alter it, how great the platform is. Doesn't mention any of those things. It just says that if you'll come, your father will come. And you can be like that young man that I'm talking about. You know, a lot of us here, we have to be honest with ourselves. Our fathers, they're not who they should be, or they're gone. Several men here, they don't have their fathers in their lives. Their fathers have gone into eternity. And the truth is, and they might not realize it. But if they're smart, they will. If they're smart, they'll listen to the message I'm preaching tonight and they'll say, you know what? I need my father. I need my father in, in heaven. I, I want to cry out to that Abba Father. I want to honor him. You know, it amazes me. Every Father's Day, that I'm, I'm missing a few fathers. You would think, if you're a Christian, I don't mean to pick on anybody, but if you're a Christian, you'd think you'd come to church on Father's Day. It amazes me, because you know what? Every time I talk to them about it afterwards, they're like, oh, I never thought of that. That's why I made this message tonight. I'll be honest with you, that's why I made it. Because I just thought to myself, you know, it's, 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 how many years am I going to go through this? I'll make the kingdom, kingdom build this evening. Make it all about me. But honestly, we need God so bad, don't we? We need our Father so bad. We just need him to come down. We need, we need him to help us out. You know, when I was a kid, uh, I used to have a jean jacket. It was the coolest jean jacket in the world. You know, it was it was like a, a, a it was blue, but it was like it was it was white. You know, it had like a I don't know how to describe it, but it was like. It was like colored worn out, you know what I mean? It was really, really nice. I mean, I'm talking one of those, one of those, you know, I'm not talking about one of those Michael Jackson white ones. I'm talking about, it was blue, it was a king jacket, but it was all worn out white, you know what I mean? And uh, I love this jean jacket, you know? And growing up, my, my role model was the Fonz, you know what I mean? And I couldn't afford a leather jacket, so I had this jean jacket, it was, it was my thing, you know? I had to collar up the whole nine yards, you know? I'm talking, I'm a little older than I look. And I used to wear this jean jacket to the mall, you know, back when the mall was important. You know, that's why I like being in this neighborhood, because, you know, this is a neighborhood where, you know, the mall still has some value, you know what I mean? It still is kind of important, you know? And um, we got a couple of great malls around, you know, Christown Mall over there. Many of you guys say because I did a concert outside, started rapping outside Christown Mall. You guys showed up, you know. God bless you all for doing that. Or I brought some crazy brand band out there to play. And you know, I we used to wear that jean jacket. And I would go there and I, I would wear it, and you know, 
there was this thing called pins that we used to put on our jean jackets, right? These pins had rock bands on them, you know what I mean? And uh, this new rock band came out, right? And they were called Death Leopard, right? I don't know if you guys would even know what I'm talking about, but they were really cool, man. All right? I mean, I'm talking really cool. I'm talking, I'm talking Sean Mendes is cool, all right? <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking, I'm talking really cool, man. You know? And they came out and, and, and we used to have this store there and I had about 25 of these pins. And I, I thought to myself, you know, I ain't got no money. I don't really want to pay for these pins, but I got to get these Def Leppard rock pins, you know what I mean? And so I went out in there and I, and I decided I was going to steal these pins, right? But the lady there, she must have been like, you know, had eyes all over the place, you know what I mean? Because I swear she wasn't looking at me. You know what I mean? And I got that pin and I walked out of that store. And I started walking through the mall and I was so fired up. You know, I had, I had my pin and I'm walking through the mall. And all of a sudden, I noticed that there's some people looking at me. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, they were, uh, you know, sort of scoping me out. And I'll never forget the security guard he waited until I got right towards the end, the exit, you know what I mean? And there was like a row just, you know, right at the exit, you know? And I sort of went to turn around and go to the bathroom, right? And there was another one right there at the bathroom entrance, and I was like, oh, man. I turned around, and there was one behind me, and I was like, oh, jeez, right? And I remember I walked in, and I looked at this guy, and I said, hey, what's up? I was trying to act cool. And he says, uh, those pins look nice on your jacket there. And I said, yeah, yeah. He goes, you got a receipt for any of those? So we talked about what these long time ago. And that sucker, man, he went out and he just flipped that Def Leppard one. Like, he just went, just like this. That one looks pretty new. <laughs> you got a receipt for that one? I couldn't believe it. They put me in that little holding tank at the mall. I don't know if you guys have ever been there, but it's not very fun. I was sitting in that holding tank and I was thinking, who's going to come? Who's going to come? You know, is it going to be the cops? Right? Who's going to come? And lo and behold, who walked through that door but my father, my dad. And my dad just looked at me, went up to the man, gave him a $5 bill, and said, son, come on. Took me home. And he said, why didn't you just ask me for that pin? 
Why would you just ask me? It was just a stupid pit. The truth is, guys, our Father in Heaven is the same way. He just wants you to choose righteousness. You know? My dad, he was a raw sinner, man. Bound by so many things. But even he knew that he shouldn't steal. You know? The crazy thing is, until I had a relationship with Jesus, I never really caught that. I never really understood what my dad did that day. I never really got it. I never really understood how to honor him. And that's the truth tonight. The only way to honor the Father is through the Son. And understanding what the Son did for you. So men tonight, young children tonight, visitor tonight, humble yourself. And make sure before you leave that you are right with the Father. I think every head bowed and every eye closed. We serve a good God. He loves us in this place. And tonight we can honor him. But first we must start by accepting the mature position of 